Okay, gang. It's another adaptation, but a spooky, scary one. And oh, good thing Shaggy's here. We're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd where we are wrapping up a little delayed our 2023 trunk or treat celebrations as we talk about the brand new five nights at freddy's movie oh boy is this one that we are going to discuss but i can't do it alone i need the uh Foxy the Pirate Fox to my Freddy Fazbear. Miles, how are you? I'm a little bummed that Trunk or Treat's coming to an end. You know, I love this time of year. I love everything that goes into doing this, uh, especially this this month. But uh, excited to talk about this particular movie and this particular property because it's <laughs> it is a like its video game counterpart a massive hit um it was a box office smash that they, they had uh early estimates of being around 45 to 50 million opening weekend which was still good because the movie only cost 20 um and it made uh upwards of close to 80 and then like 140 worldwide and uh broke the peacock streaming record as well which i can't imagine is super crazy but you know yeah, they do it, get it, wrestlemania it, and stuff so it's it is peacock so you know peacock's a good service so I'll, I'll, you know I'll, I'll, I'll give them that um but i mean they, they've hosted major movies i mean they, they said the same thing when they had the all three or at least the last two halloween movies debut same day on peacock and those broke records and so i mean and this is the third consecutive blumhouse movie to do that so i'm sure peacock's very happy um people are equally bemused confused and just kind of huh uh about the success of this one uh i think because largely a lot of us are older and are not as in touch as we believe um i i you know me i have been saying this was going to be a hit for quite some time I mean, or everyone's like i i don't think i don't think anyone cares about five nights at praise anymore I think I think that everyone that cares about Five Nights at Freddy's went out and saw the movie opening weekend or watched well, it on I Peacock opening that, weekend. That is a larger number than people anticipated because this has been such a huge thing in uh, young people's lives. Yes. And I've read a lot of things from different uh, film journalists about how they were talking to their 10 year old niece, um, BJ Coangelo, who's one of the, the bigger genre uh, film uh critics online was talking a lot about that and about how you know she was talking to her niece and her friends and they're they're studying all this lore stuff that they saw in the movie and how it compared to the game like this is something that that kids cared about a lot and i don't think people understood that well because um, they well, knew the it was popular but i don't think they realized how ingrained in pop culture for that generation it is. And, and, and we talked about this a bit in our five nights at Freddy's episode that we recorded Lord years ago. Now don't even know yeah, when I don't anymore. Remember. 
Uh, there have been 12 new uh, Freddy's games since then, but or FNAF games. I should probably use the, the terminology. Is it FNAF or is it FNAF? I don't know. I just assume it's FNAF. I don't know. And I didn't bother I to listen. I think with uh, any any uh, thing like that, you could probably pronounce it however you want. Yeah. But the, the other thing about it is that I think we also underestimate how much of a streaming game series this was uh, and and that you have and it's a, a big one yeah because it, because not only was it streaming it was streaming and jump scares and you know i don't know if y'all have i don't know if you'll you'll know anything about kids they love youtube videos that scream so you've <laughs> got you've got live plays you've got all sorts of stuff and honestly and, and we're going to talk about the uh, youtubers because there are a number of five nights at freddy's youtubers that appear as in cameos in this film and several more that that were i think cut out of the film and were offered but couldn't do it and things like that um but miles as we we break down oh by the way spoilers for this movie um let's just go ahead and say that right now this, oh, this movie is, spoiler is cast, this is a spoiler cast it is uh this movie is brand new i think it's been out it hasn't even been out a week yet no, but it the reason I'm comfortable doing this even more so is the fact that you can get it on Peacock. I think Peacock even has a free version that has ads. Um I don't think they do anymore. I think they used to. I don't uh, but you might they did, but you might be able to do a trial. I don't know. We'll, we'll Yeah, Pe- but Peacock's also very easy to get. I think you can do like a 499 trial for the ad supported version like which is less than a quarter of a ticket to actually go see the movie in theaters like i did um, and, and if you ha- if your internet is through comcast i think you can get a discount on top of that uh they're although yeah, they've, I mean, they've changed a bunch of that lately too but very easy to see this movie yeah um and it's very easy to see it multiple times which i'm sure is also a thing that a has happened part of this especially with that subculture like people were re-watching things a number of times one to make youtube videos and two to like look for more easter eggs i mean if across the spider-verse had been day one release i would have seen the theaters but i also would have gone home and been pausing my screen a million times to see what other spiders i could see in the background well because that is another thing about the games is that the games themselves were littered with easter eggs namely Mm -hmm. namely the plot of this movie appears as an easter egg on the wall in the first game (laughs) which is which is pretty interesting so let's let's get into the film itself um but before we do actually let me ask you this i'm gonna ask a question miles but i don't want an answer okay my question is if you don't know anything about the five nights at freddy's lore if you if you don't know anything about this franchise if you don't know a single thing about Freddy Fazbear and the security guard and all of this stuff. Do you care about this movie? So that's the question that I'm going to lay out now that we're going to talk about stuff and we'll come back to that at the end. Okay. Sure. So, uh, it's the year 2000. Apparently I didn't know that, uh, in, in the movie. I knew it was, I did not either. I knew it was I knew it was at some time displaced time because nobody has a cell like one one character has a cell phone. There are still pay phones everywhere. And every TV is a CRT TV that has uh, 
like it definitely d- feels out of time it does not feel like a Which contemporary has movie. been a popular thing i mean it's always been something that people love to do to harbor especially ever since like it follows where it's like it's this nebulous like dream logic time people love doing that kind of thing now and but this one this one i would have guessed like 1995 but uh you know it's also a small town it so it's entire- feel like 95 it felt a little more current like still not the fact that like everyone would have a hd tv but like it definitely felt uh, i think 2000 kind of is a comfortable spot for this i also think that i probably think about the year 2000 at this point as being more like 2010 which i shouldn't or like 2005 which i know it's only five years displaced but a lot happened in those five years um because HD HD TVs weren't really a thing until no. like oh six oh seven. Yeah, so, I, I was like, I don't think I got my first one till about oh oh seven, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I I Rebecca got one her senior year in college that uh, weirdly we still have and do not use. Um, that uh, <laughs> I I still had mine until about two years ago. It was a plasma, and it finally just fizzled out this one was this was back in the day when uh seven there were tvs that a certain sizes would be 720p and other sizes would be 1080p and uh and she got that one that we ended up uh uh you know just keeping and and upgrading and it would get moved around to different spots anyway um but that would that would be 2007 uh so you know um we're several years before this but we are are introduced to well actually we have a kind of a jump scare opening to kind of set the Mm -hmm. stage which was which was interesting. I I don't think I knew that there were bodies in the robots in the first game. Um I so I know there's like some lore in the first game, but there's not a ton that I'm aware of. It's also buried in Easter eggs that you have to kind of find right, and then put together which I on think your own. Referred to later, and again, I could be speaking like I haven't. I haven't actively played this game since we did it for the podcast, and even then, I think I just was doing it based off memory from when I actually played the game when it launched, uh, which I did play it when it launched, and and I mean, really liked it, um, but didn't stick with the franchise um, for whatever reason, but yeah, th- this opens with a fun little jump scare, and I I think it. What's interesting about this movie, uh, because this per- continues to be a thing, is I like that straddles the line of we're going to play this as a straight horror movie, but we understand who the audience and their age is. So we're not going to turn it up as high, but we are going to imply that those things happen. Yeah. And, if that makes sense. And, and well, and we we see some things on screen, but we don't see much. Um I, no, I this can't. game is really good. No, sorry, this, this movie is really good at implied things that happen. Like even when someone gets like eaten in half, you see the shadow of it happen. Yeah. What was this movie rated? I can't find PG-13. it. PG thirteen. It was PG thirteen. That makes sense. Yes. Um. So after that, we are introduced to our actual main character, Mike, whose last name is not stated in the movie until much later. Um, mm-hmm. it is entirely possible that it appears on documents that we see on screen, but I didn't pause to look at. Um, but Mike it has, it was a security guard at a mall that gets fired because he ta- has tackled this guy that he thinks is abducting a kid, but it's really just a father and son, uh, that were having an argument. 
and he is with honest his, mistake. Uh, yeah, super honest mistake. Um, <laughs> he, he ends now, up. He probably he probably didn't need to hulk out as much as he did. Didn't uh, need to the, knock the, the dude into the fountain, but but you know just stopping him would have been fine <laughs> or or just like hey what's going on here um but right. as as we learned through the course of the movie mike has some baggage when it comes to the kidnapping disappearance of mike's younger brother uh it, back when they were both kids um yeah and and garrett garrett yeah yeah um so we learned we learned this uh, and and we're also introduced to Matthew Lillard. Hey, it's it's Shaggy and also the guy from Scream <laughs> and a bunch Two. of um, and, and Twin Peaks the return. Uh, no, uh, I love Matthew Lillard. I'm happy anytime that he pops up in something. And you know what? He brings it in this movie. He is delightful. He he plays himself appropriately the entire time, even even when we meet him at the end of the film i don't want to spoil that too soon like he is just chewing up scenery well this is the thing that's weird is that i looked into some stuff after watching it and he was announced as playing that character before he was announced as playing another character Oh, so, really? so when That's you if, so if you were in if you were in the the mix you knew who he was the entire time that that's fun i mean it's it's kind of like you know me going with uh my fiance to see infinity war and she is just in tears about spider-man and because she doesn't know the thanos story and and so like you know i tell her you know what what what's going to happen and she's like i don't know and i'm like no i promise you this is good this is gonna happen so when endgame comes out you know, she gets to breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> you know, Spider-Man's okay. Because um, that was who she was most concerned about. <laughs> was, was you know, uh, the handsome Peter Parker. Um, but, yeah, no, I because I've only ever played the first game, I don't even know if I finished it. Or especially, to, not to the degree that I knew a lot of lore. Like, that over my head, which made the turn really fun for me. Like, <laughs> Like, even though I was like, okay, okay, I guess they kind of telegraphed that. But like, I was like, oh, that's fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And as someone who doesn't know the franchise very well, that little that little twist worked. It's it's one that you kind of see coming like the second that. He, sure, sure. They do telegraph it a bit, but still that he only says Mike's first name and then starts with a shh, and then like backs off yeah, because of something exactly which yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good bit um but meanwhile the reason that mike is in such a, a, a dire straits is that he is the uh he has sole custody of his younger sister uh who is abby uh played by piper rubio who seems to be a little weird seems to be a little off um she has uh invisible friends that she talks to and, and all of this kind of thing and he is he so Mike is in a a sort of about to be court battle with his aunt Jane uh who is played by Mary Stuart Masterson uh which is <laughs> hilarious I guess I don't know it's just it's it's such a pull um it it's, it is such a weird pull <laughs> it's a it's such a weird pull uh and and so he's got to make sure that he can keep a job in order to 
provide for Abby so that she doesn't get taken away from him. Um, it's a classic, uh, classic story uh, uh, I, that. I have to give credit to both Piper Rubio for her performance, but also the choice to not make her your typical creepy kid. That's got like some kind of ability or something like that. Like, She's played as, you know, really like, yeah, she's got like her quirks, but she's really played kind of as a normal little girl. Like she's like she's well, well rounded in the movie. And I think they do a really good job of make her not that stereotypical like they make her not like Aiden in the ring. Yeah. You know? and, and, and she she does. She is kind of weird and she's insistent on stuff and she yes. doesn't she doesn't answer questions verbally sometimes. And she seems to be willfully ignoring people that are asking her questions. But all of this is, you know, all this kind of makes sense for a kid who was raised by her brother, who clearly has everything going for him uh, after yeah. <laughs> after her mom dies off screen of cancer and her dad is alive is not alive not exactly sure yeah i think he just said dad didn't stick around or something with that which i'm like shouldn't the cops be after him i don't know uh but also i don't know know how that kind of stuff works but but also the fact that there's a reason there's a good reason why there is a a certainly a legal uh thing going on yes um and uh aunt jane is not a particularly nice person she is mean to everyone she is she sees on screen uh and and mike thinks she's just after the the government check that uh she would get for having custody of of abby um but yeah so we we start you know so he starts going in night to uh the actual five nights at freddy's and at some point i stopped counting the nights and I think there are only five nights in the movie. Um, yeah, because I think we get to night four because she says no one make the the cop that we meet. Um, oh, Do we meet the cop on night one or night two? I think we meet her on night two. I'm not sure. Um, I I really don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We we at at a certain point in in the in in one of the early nights, Mike who Mike who is literally just taking sleeping pills and sleeping through the night at his job, which is just real real great. Um he 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 sort of has this realization in, in this dream where you know, he dreams often of his his little brother's abduction because he blames himself and uh and He's trying to remember everything so he can find out what happened and maybe get closure or or stop it from happening at some point in the past. That's kind of a nebulous thing with the book that he reads in any way. And for whatever reason, when he's there, when he sleeps there, there are these creepy little kids. Now, here's your creepy little kids uh, uh, in, in the, movie the ghost Miles. children, the ghost <laughs> children. Uh, who he talks to in this uh, forest. They're, they're ghost children. They area. are allowed to be unsettling children <laughs> that that don't want to talk to him. And when and then they run off and then he'll end up falling and tripping and then <laughs> and then waking up because he fell out. Um, and, as, and as a part of this, we are we are introduced to Vanessa, who is a local cop who seems very attached to Freddie Fazbear's pizza um weirdly attached 
And also, yeah, she... I, I knew she I knew she had to be involved somehow because of how much. But like as someone who knows nothing of the lore, like and I guess that was kind of the fun thing as someone who is kind of a, a, of a five nights neophyte is like not knowing this lore, but knowing the game and knowing the concept. I was I was really enjoying those aspects because I'm like, OK, what's what's the actual lore? Like after the movie, it was kind of fun finding out like from like very excited fans listening to them like i can't believe they put all this stuff in the movie and like these things are actually from the game it's not like they just caught like made a cocky mini story up for the movie like so much of this stuff is lore from the game yeah now the character of vanessa in this movie is new and different oh, than okay. then there is a character in in uh in the games named Vanessa, but it's a slightly different story, but I gotcha. could also see them adapting that story to a sequel film that they will almost certainly make at this point. Oh, they, the, the, so Matthew Lord has already, was already said he signed a contract for three films. And based off the fact that this is already at, um, <laughs> what, what, uh, $142 million, $142 million on a 20 million dollar budget like yeah th this is exactly what what blumhouse was hoping for was they they are always good at making these these horror films that make that look good but also don't cost much and then even if they do okay doesn't matter didn't cost much and if they do very well, like the Halloween movies or the Saw movies, they're not Blumhouse, but Saw movies were typically once upon a time only $5 million and went on to make 100 Like, that's, I mean, that's a grand slam for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's pause and let's talk about the actual robots themselves. Um, the These things are pretty, pretty cool looking. Pretty, These pretty are awesome. Creepy. I think designed by the Jim Henson studio. Yeah, which is wild to me <laughs> it, it's wild but i'm like there's a the, this was i think the biggest thing about this movie is the fact that like no matter if you know the the games or not like you've seen these things at at game stores or hot topics or targets like there, five night stuff has been everywhere in the last 10 years so you know what these things look like and the fact that they were able to i mean these things look like they walked out of the game they yeah. look phenomenal and uh, yeah, the gym. Like, I love seeing these practical animatronic guys moving around, and they look great. These these are good looking. Well, they're they're good looking suits. They move well, and, and all of that. Another thing that I like about it, though, is they they animated the eyes with with LED screens. Mm -hmm. So, and the eyes are super expressive, and mm -hmm. and 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 they give so much to 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 the the performance. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, no matter how you felt about this movie, uh, fan or not, like you cannot deny that the suits look incredible. Um, and that that's such a big part of making this movie work. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, and and so, yeah, as we go through these nights, more and more weird stuff starts happening. And, you know, Mike and Vanessa hang out a bit more and then. Did not expect them to befriend the the uh, animatronics. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and, and that's that the the big change in the film. Well, there's two big changes in the film. One is Aunt Jane, who really wants Mike to get fired so she can get custody, hires Mike's 
babysitter slash. Uh, there seemed to be some history there. I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah, I had no idea what was going there. Um, to uh, hires her and her brother to, and a couple of other goons to go in the daytime and mess up the place, mess up Fazbear's Pizza, so that he will get fired for not doing his job. Um, and in doing so, this is where we start getting the real Five Nights at Freddy's juice as the 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 robots go to town on these. Fools. They do. And this is like this is this is we got a little bit of a hint to it in the in the opening. But we have a little cupcake robot that chews somebody's face off. You have. Uh, a guy that we don't see what happens. We just see blood on the window of a door. We see we we see uh, the babysitter, see the babysitter get, get, eaten in get eaten in half after chasing a ghost child down a hallway. And it's just like it's it's pretty wild. But it's also yeah. but it's also like just tame enough. Mm-hmm. It, they, they do it enough to keep their PG-13 rating to not. Uh, traumatized, although most kids watching this probably know the score and probably have seen worse in, in games or fan art. Um, but I think I think it was smart. I, I liked how they did this because they, they kept it gateway horror. They kept it for the audience that they were making it for. And they still give you the implication. You see the shadow of, I think it's Chica, uh, that, that chomps the babysitter in half. I um, can't remember. I, uh... I don't remember. Um, it maybe it was freddie himself might have been bonnie um uh it could have one of them but like and i mean so that's enough like seeing that shadow like and seeing the half get chomped down but that's enough and and that's what some people like i I was i was actually explaining this uh i was watching halloween last night on halloween and you know uh just commented there's not a lot of blood in this movie and there isn't there's barely a drop of blood in that movie but you remember it being a lot more visceral because of your memory seeing the movie. I mean, at least when if you were younger. Um, and this this movie does that to to great effect. And it's so weird because I am such a big fan of so much of this movie, but still feel kind of eh about the sum of all the parts. If that makes sense. Yeah. So so this is where and and we'll talk about some other stuff before we jump back to my initial question. Um, but the, the the other big change in this film is when Abby decides she's going tonight. She's going to go with with Mike and she's going to be very insistent about it. And uh, and at this point, Mike doesn't know that there's weirdness about he hasn't he's seen the robots, but he hasn't seen them just walking around aimlessly. That is kind of a change from the from the games, at least, is that the security guard knows that the robots are going to walk around in the game, but Mike doesn't necessarily know that. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Mike, of course, falls asleep. Uh, He's, he's got Abby set up in a, uh, in a a little, little tent deal, little, little fort. And uh, a little kid goes and and calls out to her and, and she goes and plays. And as it turns out, she is playing with, Mike wakes up and doesn't find her and finds her out there playing with all the robots and drawing them pictures. And they're all having a great time and befriending everybody. And it's wonderful. Um, 
Yeah, because it turns out these robots uh, have the uh, souls or are possessed by the souls of the dead kids that. Uh, Which is not something I knew. Yeah, I had no idea that they were they were the, the souls of dead kids in in the animatronics. So apparently that story, the story of the missing children, are, I think is uh, is what it's called or something like that, um, is in from the games. I think it's from Five Nights 2 um, where that's in, well, it's introduced in an article that doesn't always appear in the wall on one of the screens of Five Nights at Freddy's, the first game. Because the thing you have to remember about Five Nights at Freddy's is it's kind of point and click like that you 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 click through and it's it's you're not walking around open in those games. But uh, but they tell that story in the second game uh, and and the the you know, the what happens is 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 uh, kind of what plays out here uh, to to the point where uh, I lost what I was trying to say there. I, I think you could hear it in my voice. You could see it on my face uh, that I was, I was losing yeah. my mind. Um, uh, but talking about the kind of um, the, some of the parts, sometimes not always landing. Right. But well, I, I was, I was moving on from that. Cause I do want to oh, talk gotcha. about that at, as we kind of wrap up, but yeah, as it turns out, Abby can talk to ghosts and that's what she's been doing the entire time. And Mike goes back to their house and finds all of these pictures that Abby has drawn that match the little kids, including a little kid with a hook for a hand, which just so happens to match that one of the robots has a hook for a hand. How right. convenient is, is that uh, storytelling wise? Um, but uh, yeah, so, uh, but unfortunately, you know, those kids are, are seem to be lonely or there seems to be some other presence that is guiding their hand and they make a deal with, with Mike that if they reveal what happened from, you know, his memory reveal what happened to his brother that they, that, you know, what, what will they give him and he, and he, or what would he give them? And he says, he'll give them anything and they want Abby. And he initially says yes before saying no. And then it becomes a, uh, you know, a whole big thing where the robots turn bad because they want Abby, but Mike needs to stop the robots and Vanessa will maybe help him but probably won't well because we also find out that the the kids don't remember what happened to them which plays a a major part of the the third act of the film the denouement because it's revealed that the person behind all of this is the person who brought him here Yes, Matthew Lillard also plays a character named William Afton, who was the owner uh, and founder of Freddy Fazbear's Pizza and created all the animatronics and is also a serial murderer of children. Yes. Um, and I mean, like the whole reveal scene, like, like I said, Matthew Lillard just 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 chews up the scene scenery. He is having a great time being this vile uh bad guy and from what i've read like the little i've read of some of the like little lore stuff or not the well, like a write-up on the character it's like he's one of the few characters in the franchise that has zero redeeming qualities like he's a bad guy through and through but you can tell lillard's having a good time in the uh the bunny outfit and i mean it's it was a cool reveal especially since i didn't know much lore i i liked it i i was super into it and we kind of open up for the other animatronics to turn on their master. 
Well, we should also mention that, yes, it turns out that Vanessa is weird because she is Afton's daughter. So here's the here's a part that really doesn't doesn't land for me is, yes, she's Afton's daughter, but also she's a cop who seems to know that her father is a murderer. Well, actually, I I buy this in concept because oftentimes abusers have that's true weird they, control they, over they, people and they do kind of uh in imply that that's the situation You're, that's that's a good point you're right i i, I can, okay yeah, I'm that. he also seems to have some kind of technology to compel the the robots to do his bidding because every time that the robots kind of turn and go dark there's that weird staticky kind of weird sound that comes out of the mm-hmm. speakers so it's entirely possible that all of that is happening um I will also say, having looked up the character from the games, uh, spoiler warning for the games, I guess, and maybe spoiler warning for the sequel. Um, the uh, Vanessa character is the main character of one of the games as the security guard. And then in subsequent games. Is a character much like Afton. Interesting. So I could see them spinning that in a certain way. Uh, you know yeah, in, in a sequel um but but yeah so they they uh they stop they they convince the the kids to stop the the golden bunny afton uh and we you know we we see that happen and then we see mike who has been chomped on and beaten up and all sorts of stuff take abby and vanessa who has been stabbed by her father uh in this uh away and then um that's kind of it's kind of it. Uh, we get a little get a little denouement where Abby's doing much better in school and uh, making friends, making friends. And uh, Mike looks better rested because he doesn't have to to think about this sleep anymore. And Vanessa is still well, in yeah, the hospital. He found, he, found, he found out that this was the person who killed her, his brother. And he um, it, he he uh, Vanessa is still in the hospital and they go and visit uh, because Vanessa despite being involved and knowing more than she let on, at least helped them uh, through all of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, she gets stabbed pretty badly. Um, and yeah, so I... Uh, the end. I, uh. lo- I, lo- I love so much of this movie. I like the cast. I love the animatronics. I conceptually love a lot of it. But for whatever reason, altogether for me, I just think it's fine. Like, it... There are certain angles, and this is not even has to do with like there are some people like, oh man, I wish it was a radar, blah blah blah. It's nothing to do with that. Yeah. I, I wish the narrative was a little more focused. I do wish there was a little more haunting around a little bit to kind of give some of those spooks. Which some of that happened, and I will say so when it when it did happen, there were a couple of pretty good jump scares in this film. Absolutely. And there were a couple of moments where a character's focus is, you know, looking towards the camera and you see, mm-hmm. you know see chico walk behind uh yes in, in I mean, the frame for a moment that's all i i, de- I definitely think the director knew what she was doing i i think that it's it's certainly definitely made and my my the things that don't work for me is not really a problem this movie got torn apart by critics however by moviegoers opposite yeah a minus cinema score and uh, another aggregate gave it like I think an audience score of a seventy seven percent. Like people, and especially fans, really liked this movie. Young yeah. people love yeah. this movie. Rotten Tomatoes critic score 
28%. Audience score, 88%. Yeah. <laughs> like it's um the people who went and saw this movie by and large had a really really great time. And that's the thing is even if some things didn't work for me as a almost 40-year-old moviegoer, the fact that it still resonated, this adaptation resonated with its intended audience and a bunch like my entire theater i was the oldest person in my theater by far <laughs> and and because i saw this in theaters and there were a lot of kids a lot of kids and they seemed to have the best time they were you know i could hear one person go yes like at various times they were like like the row in front of me so i could hear this one just kid just kind of like yes when something oh, happened all, that was all over social media there have been just scenes of absolute madness at five nights of freddy's showings yeah just people and screaming uh, matt pat the youtuber that i had never heard of before comes on screen and people are losing their minds about that, it that happened in my theater and i'm like who is that i was like it, i was thinking to myself it must be a youtuber it has to be <laughs> Because it happened with the cabbie as well. So I was like, okay, that this must be somebody that the fandom knows. Which again, this was made with love to the fandom. And even though I have some problems with it as it functions as a as a, a movie outside of it being a adaptation of, of no material, it doesn't matter. You know, I, yeah. I think that this movie is, you know, one, it was released perfectly because this, as we brought up at the top of the show. I feel that fans were always going to support this film in the theater. And then they were going to go, go home and rewatch it. And kids were, and, and YouTubers were going to make videos from being able to access it on Peacock. And it's smashed Peacock's well, own and, records. And, and, and like, they, and they were doing YouTube, like YouTubers that were five nights of Freddy's YouTubers were involved in all aspects of the promotion cycle for this casting announcements were made on youtubers accounts you know that like, yeah it's it's it was I mean, and, and, and it honestly was, that's that's smart because you know look a lot of us old heads may not understand it but does it matter because there is so so many people and so much money involved in this thing like i may not be part of it i've never been a big like uh youtube personality guy i don't watch a lot of specific people's youtube stuff but I know that that's that culture exists and it's massive. And they were very smart to take advantage of this because they knew the intended audience, which is like I, we the reason we do trunk or treat a long neglected audience yeah. of young kids who love horror stuff. And especially what was this, this generation alpha. Is that what the that generation is now? Gen alpha. I, I, I think gen alpha is that because I think my kids are gen alpha or one, at least one of them is. I don't know, man. I the, but, but the thing uh, is, blame people that called kids, uh, blame people that called every teenager a millennial for 20 years. And uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but either way, like they're super stoked. They got what they wanted from this. So, yes. Does this movie have flaws on its own? Absolutely. Did I walk away wishing it was a little bit different? Sure. Am I excited that this brought home and delivered exactly what? a whole generation of kids were wanting it to do yes i have been a champion of gateway horror and the fact that we have one that's a massive massive success that isn't just like a um a cult like refined 
for adults like night books was you know like because there was a whole movement like during the summer of last year that people rediscovered how good night books was this is a big thing now and i'm hoping like i know we're gonna get more five nights at freddy's movies but i'm hoping it also inspires more things in this realm in this space this this weird nebulous space for tweens and even older teenagers because five nights at freddy's is not a pg game I, I I hope that more of this happens. Sure. I, and I, I agree with all of that. But I also question. I'll re, let's return to the question that I had at the beginning. Sure. If you knew nothing about Five Nights at Freddy's, would this warrant any attention? Are you going to get yes. anything out of seeing this film? Yes. Um, because, I, yeah, I played the first game, but I, I knew none of the lore. None of it. I didn't know who Afton was. I didn't even know that like half these things had names um, for the most part. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure I did, but like I didn't know them. Oh, so and you, didn't, you didn't know about Golden Freddy and how the Freddy that goes. I, I, in, I legit did not know about the cupcake. Uh, I didn't know about the cupcake either, but you know about Golden Freddy, who uh, is a rare appearance in the first game under certain circumstances, but that's the. It's not regular Freddy. It's Golden Freddy that goes and takes Abby from Mike's house and presumably kills Aunt Jane. R.I.P. Aunt Jane. <laughs> Why the cops aren't questioning uh, anybody about that, I don't know. <laughs> well, because brother was at work. <laughs> There's security footage of him at work when that when that murder happens. So. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I no, I do think it because I think the concept and that's the one thing that I've always loved about Five Nights. It's what's always made me interested in Five Nights because Drew and I have conversations over the years. I've always been curious about the lore, which is a freaking deep dive. I'm glad they have a wiki. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say I think I, the concept of the old 80s pizzeria that we grew up with being haunted in some capacity is gangbusters. And I think that in and of itself if you're not a fan, it at least warrants a watch because that's a cool concept. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a concept that a couple of other people have done since then. Uh, even, uh, 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 Nicholas cage, Nicholas cage. Thank you. You could see my gears turning on that one. Willie's wonderland. Uh, it's, it's a very fun movie. It's actually very different from this, but like still very fun. Yeah. A banana splits movie was made in this style. You remember the banana splits? <laughs> Yes, I remember people being very, very confused. And from what I've, I've learned, the movie is not. I've heard um, the movie is not good either. I have also heard that that movie may have been a uh, one of the earlier script attempts at this movie that just got turned into a. Yes, because this, this the, movie right was in development hell for like a decade. Um, But yeah, ultimately, do I think this movie is fantastic? Uh, parts of it, certainly. But overall, mm -hmm. I'm going to give it like a B minus C plus somewhere in that range. Um, It's 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 got moments that are fun. It's got moments that are, you know, I, I would say nothing is super scary outside of the the jump scares. Uh, but I'm also a, a nearly 40 year old man. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. Right. Um, how, but, how do you feel like I'm sure you didn't watch it with them? How do you think your your kids would feel about it? So uh, my kids, I, I don't know how much they know about Five Nights at Freddy's. Gotcha. I know that they have gotten into some of the other horror related stuff like uh, Bendy 
is yeah. I think is a horror related thing. And um, yeah. uh, there was another one that I can't remember uh, what it was that they are at least aware of, despite the fact that I try to keep their YouTube accounts <laughs> away from that stuff. But they have not mentioned Five Nights at Freddy's to me. I also did not say out loud in my house while they were around that I was going to be watching this movie so that I could avoid having to watch it with them just because I wanted to check it out. I wanted to, yeah, to see yeah, it. I, I had I had friends who um, were ask, asking me, it's like, well, you know, my my eight year old's curious about it. I'm like, well, it's on Peacock. I know you've got it. Check it out first. Like, and, I mean, because I'm not I'm not going to say it's fine because I don't know your eight year old you know and but that's the other thing that this game or this game i did it i did it again uh i did it too this this is a a a situation where they they did definitely did capture the feel of at least the first game because that first game is not bloody it's just creepy scenes and jump scares with characters that are interesting enough to remember what they are if that makes sense like I, i i i guess at this point if Five Nights at Freddy's has been around for almost a decade. Um, but could you call the 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 Five Night at least Freddy Fazbear, can you call that character iconic at this point? I think you probably could make yeah. a pretty good argument for that. I think you can too. And, and that's because the design of the character is is really really good. And the execution yeah. of that coming to life in this movie was really, really good too. Um uh, you know, your mileage may vary. I I think that as a kid's movie, especially it's PG-13, so I would say older kids. But, you know, this is one of those films that I think like like you're sneaking and watching the playthroughs of the games or you're sneaking yeah. and watching, you know, a YouTuber live stream it or you're sneaking and playing the game because you found it on your dad's Steam account um, or, you know, or you're playing at a friend's house real late at night or something like that. Uh you know that this this movie really captures that and while i don't like everything about it and there are some things and specifically some performances from some actors that i don't love you also have to remember it was a 20 million dollar budget and that budget likely went to two people so, so. <laughs> right um and honestly like yeah again i i also like this is a movie that I'll probably watch again at some point um and it makes me excited for future five nights at Freddy's movies like hey, maybe the script did not completely work in every uh, conceivable way for me at, at this point, but hey, they might tighten up better than the second one. And that's fine. Like, I, I will definitely watch the next one for sure. And I, I, like I said, I'm most stoked that the fans and an entire generation of kids responded in kind about this movie. And... I'm I'm most happy about that than anything else. Like even if it didn't fully land for me, I I am stoked that this did something. So, since this movie did so well, will the next one be simultaneous theater streaming service release? Um I would probably think so because it did so well. They did this with Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Both were same day releases on Peacock and, and theaters. So, if they start pushing this one to be made as soon as they can, which after if if the SAG after 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 meetings go well this week, which there's rumors that it will, um, we'll see. they could probably get on the ball. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure now that the, the WGA thing's over, they're like, "Yo, I need I need me that 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 FNAF two right now. <laughs> Let's get to it." 
let's get to it because as soon as this this thing's over, I need to start signing some contracts. <laughs> uh, so with that said, Miles, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, pretty yeah, good. Uh, yeah, fun time. Yeah, uh, I was I was worried about it because I thought it was going to have too many references to the games that I didn't understand. Well, the thing and is, it has it does it but, does. Like, I just it didn't clock the it. context. It's and in that way, it's well written. I yeah yeah, but uh. Unfortunately, we are we are leaving Trunk or Treat behind us. Yes, and Miles. Um, I've been thinking a lot about something a lot lately. Um, I, I feel like you may have too. Um, yeah. How do you feel about spiders? I'm fine with them. How My fiance is terrified of them. <laughs> how do you feel about men? Uh, that's a more complicated answer <laughs> okay what about what about symbiotes hey now we we are going to cover for the month of november different facets of the character of venom and i have three different names for it and miles and i will see if we can come down on one that we like uh for for next week but we are going to be talking about venom and the the spider-man black suit saga as it appears through multiple different things we're going to be reading comics we're going to be watching tv shows we're going to be watching movies and we might even would you believe it play a video game oh my gosh it's going to be a blast and we're going to kick that off next week with it so we're going to start with the comic we're going to start with the source what's difficult about this time is that there are like 50 something comics that take place that tell the story uh but we are we have narrowed it down to a a uh, a single volume a trade paperback uh that is called uh, spider-man birth of venom and this is not every issue but it's based on what research we've been able to do this is the best condensed uh yeah, story hits the major plot points of uh, uh, of, of this story yes uh, of the of the black suit saga and the symbiote going to eddie brock and becoming venom uh and that's going to be next week uh i will say we're going to be a little uh we're, we're going to be a different day uh next week that we're going to release uh so whether that'll be earlier or whether that'll be later um i'm surprising miles with this right now because i forgot to tell him about this before uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was like we are <laughs> uh so it will be at some point next week so look out for that as we start talking about everybody's favorite big toothy grinned long-tongued uh monster uh venom so with that said gang we're gonna if you would like to find us you can find us at the which is every episode going back oh nigh on since uh, the year 2000 or something. I don't know. We've been doing this show forever. Uh, if you would like to uh, find us on social media, facebook.com slash the more you nerd Twitter at the more you nerd. And you can reach out to us through email. The more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. And now we are going to end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd out to nerd for y'all. Thank you.